Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. Well, thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minutes. I'm Emily James, and I'm here with a special guest on another episode of Stories That Empower series. And today we have Sajanth Mohan. He is a, a pastor evangelist. He is training churches and developing churches to uh, live or to be more missional. So he's going to talk to us on a very important topic as leaders in our faith and how we can live lives of faith, uh, taking steps of faith in the midst of fear. And so I'm so glad to have him on uh, the podcast today. So welcome, Sejanth. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, Emily. Yeah, so good that you can be here. We go way back. We have been friends for uh, over uh, maybe 10 years now, because your oldest son is 10. We met you around the time you had him. So yes. 10 years now. So, so good that we can uh, share your story and just really talk. And I've watched over these last 10 years, really, you live out this life of faith, like when you going against all odds and stepping out. So, so glad that you get to share that today. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what sort of brought you to this place today. Okay, uh, well, uh, just to kind of uh, precurse my, my story a little bit, um, you know, I'm married, have a wife, her name is Eva, uh, three beautiful kids, um, and, you know, now I'm, you know, an evangelist, you know, uh, trying to lead people to the Lord and helping uh, different churches be, become more missional, uh, but it didn't start there, obviously, because uh, there's a journey, there's a walk of faith that I had to walk through to be able to get to where I'm at today, mm-hmm. uh, and, and still on this journey of faith. Uh, you know, I came, I didn't come from a Christian background, uh, you know, I came from a different religious background where Christ was one of many, many gods or options that we've had. Uh, and truly to, to say that God sought after me, God sought after our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, you know, called a, a, a number uh, seeking to, you know, get some direction in her life. And that phone number was misdirected and uh, went to this Christian lady uh, that happened to speak our native tongue uh, in our language, and uh, she introduced Jesus to to us, and so Christ came after us and came after me particularly in uh, in my walk uh, in life. And when I came into that encounter with Christ, I just knew that this is what my life is going to be about. That I gave my entire life to serving Him uh, mm-hmm. from this age of eighteen. And so, really, over these course of uh, of eighteen years of my life, I've uh, walked a, a walk of faith, trusting Him that He is able to lead me along this path. Now, you know, you do the regular thing of going to school, getting married, having kids, doing all that jazz. But this this faith walk of saying, "Hey, God, I'm called into ministry. How am I going to actually achieve these things, or how am I going?" to, um, you know, walk into those areas that you've called me to, because, you know, God speaks to us in different ways, and God, you know, calls us in different ways, too, and so if we are called, how do we answer those calls, and and answering that call, um, 
is where faith comes in. And mm-hmm. faith has been a huge aspect of my life, uh, not just faith in Christ, but faith to know that he's able to, um, you know, sustain me and lead me along my walk with him so that I'll be able to accomplish all that he has called me to. And so um, faith has definitely been an integral part of, uh, you know, my walk with him, but not just that, my understanding and my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so where you are right now, you are leading a couple different ministries. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. And uh, one in particular is even called Faith in Action. So how did you sort of get into this new season of stepping out into uh, developing churches? You were pastoring a church. Now you're working with multiple churches. So w- tell us a little bit about those ministries and how you got there. Okay. Um well, you know, over the years of, you know, ministering and, uh, and helping churches and uh, being a pastor of a church and uh, so forth, I've come to realize the heart of a church and the heart of a pastor. And, you know, having uh, led, you know, a church and so forth, I've come to realize that, you know, pastor's job isn't easy. And so the fivefold ministry that God has given us is actually to help equip the body to be able to function in a way that God has, you know, actually ordained the church to be. And so, um, you know, having a secure, you know, everybody wants this, right? You get to, you get into ministry, you have resources coming into your household, you have these things said, you have people that are following you in terms of, you know, at the church, but then taking a step and saying, you know, God is shifting me into a place where I, I am called to the broader church to be able to help a, you know, a larger group of people to be able to minister to them, not just mm-hmm. that, but to be able to equip them so that they may do the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. right? Um, and having a lot of, um, you know, in, in knowing the will of God is, is, is primarily my, uh, you know, my heart. Because sometimes when we, when we are, you know, really passionate about something and we want to do something, you know, those are good things. But knowing the will of God in pursuing the things that God has called you for individually, right? See, God has called all of us. But he's mm-hmm. called certain individuals to be able to accomplish certain tasks in the kingdom of God. And to know those things are the, uh, I guess, is what people struggle with. Uh, and then to take the steps to be able to pursue those things is another thing, right? right? Uh, you know, we, we receive prophetic words or we, we, we feel the Lord leading us to certain things. But then going from this, this emotion of or the sense of saying, hey, I feel God is calling me to this. But then taking that feeling and making it a reality is two different things, because that's where faith comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. Faith to know and faith to believe and faith to uh, uh, believe that God is asking you to pursue these things right and then taking the step see faith doesn't mean that there's absent of fear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, you know there is this this is weird dynamics right where faith and fear actually cohabited right within us yeah. right they're they're mm-hmm. within us and so it's like how do we allow faith to permeate and fear to settle down right? Because it's a battle within our minds in taking those steps of faith to say, hey, God is asking me to do this. And therefore, because he's asking me, I'm going to pursue these things, even though 
I don't know fully what that other side looks like. So good. You know, I see this like thread throughout your life, right? In the faith of the person who brought your family to faith, the mm-hmm. faith that your mother had, and now the faith that's been instilled in you to start a ministry to build others to take steps of faith, to move out, to be missional, to go. And so this thread that God's sort of like weaved throughout your life, and I've seen it even as someone who knows you from, you know, outside of ministry as a friend. And so what would be a significant moment that you're like, this was a moment that uh, when you're talking to maybe people who might be listening, who are sort of in that place where maybe they're juggling fear and faith, and they're saying, how do I, one, how do I know that this is the will of God? Mm-hmm. And then how do I, you know, take those next steps? What would be a significant moment in your life like that, that you would sort of, where you battled those things and then you took that step of faith and what did God do in your life through that? Okay. So I think there's a moment um, in, a, in about two, in 2015 uh, when I initially uh, resigned my secular job and, you know, had to take this step of faith to be able to say, hey, um, you know, I'm going to rely on God to sustain me and my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can go into all the details, but this one moment, uh, what happened was, you know, I had, I wrote up a letter saying, hey, these are the things that God is calling me to. So I had it written plainly, plainly on a piece of paper, say, this is what God is asking me to do, right? And I looked at this letter that I had written that I'm going to send out to the people that I know to say, hey, if you believe in the call of God over my life, would you come alongside and believe with me that God is able to do these things that that he's telling me that he's going to do, right? This is a kingdom Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. so I looked at this and I've never done this before and it's not an easy thing to do. And um, I I wrote up this letter and I, I, I sent it out to like 10 people. And uh, no one responded in, in about a week. And I, I, went, I went to the Lord and I said, God, I don't think this is going to work. Mm. Right? Because, I mean, I'm coming from a secular job, you know, that pays well, that, you know, that's sustaining my family to say, hey, I'm going to resign because I feel like God is asking me to do this, particularly at this time. Because there's been moments where, you know, I felt like I wanted to do it. There's moments where I've, you know, I've had some opportunity to take and I didn't take those opportunities and those, those things that came about my way. But then when this moment came in my heart that, and God was really pressing on me that this is the time for you to do this. And so when I went to him and I said, God, I don't think this is going to work. Um, because, you know, as a, as a minister of the gospel or an evangelist, you know, you, you're not employed by a church. You don't have income coming in. You know, you solely rely on the donations of individuals that, you know, know your call and are, are willing to support you in some way to, to accomplish the task that God has for you. And so the Lord, the Lord asked me this and he said, are you going to try this or are you going to do this? Mm. And, and this this question that uh, that he asked me uh, really convicted me of the call that God has placed over my life, right? Because when we answer the call of God that's over our lives, we're not here to try something. We're here to do something. Mm-hmm. We're here to answer a call that that is beyond ourselves, yeah. right? It's not, a, it's not another job. It's not another task. It's a calling. 
And so when we, when he asked me that question, I was so convicted of, you know, of God that I'm like, I, I'm here to do this. Yeah. And believe it or not, after that, you know, me sending it out to a bunch of people, I was able to, you know, raise more than a year's worth of salary within, within a very, very short period of time. And that is because the will of God was aligned with the decisions that I was making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two things as you're talking that I really want to sort of pull out is one, it's important to really, if you don't know what God's will is for you right now, like if you're sort of in that place where it's like, what is God's will? It's important to really uh, understand that, like to seek mm-hmm. God for that and write it out, write those notes, write those scriptures that God's speaking to you. Cause that's the way he's going to say things. That's the way he's going to make it. Uh, real to you. And secondly, the, the hard road is not necessarily the wrong road. Like there is times where God closes doors in our lives, but there's times where it's actually, you know, like I was just talking to someone who said she was pitching this uh, series that she wanted to do. And the first time she did it, every single person that she pitched it to said, no, and it was a couple of years later where one person got a hold of what she wanted to do. And from there, they've launched this uh, TV series. But it's, it's not necessarily God saying no. Sometimes that's the moment where God wants to see our faith the most. Right. right? And, and not just that. I think um, through our obedience and mm-hmm. our listening and our saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, you know, continuously, so that God may know that, hey, we're not in this for the wrong reasons. We're not doing this because we want fame or we want this or we want that. And that through these, this journey of faith, this journey that we're walking through, God allows us and he, 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 he trains us in a way to depend on him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my life is dependency on God and not dependency on my own gifts or my own talents, or my own abilities, because I know that I'm not able to accomplish any of these things on my own. Mm-hmm. And so finding dependency on God through the fact that, hey, I'm giving up this, I'm allow, I'm sacrificing this, I'm giving myself to you as a whole and not parts of me when it comes to a calling. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what we do is, you know, and God, you know, God is still dealing with me in, a, in, a, in many different ways to say to come and, and submit myself in a way that he I'm totally consecrated, totally set apart so that he may use me in the way he desires to use me. So we are all a tool in his hands. And so if we allow him to uh, to use us in the way he desires. And that requires consecration. That requires submission. That requires obedience. That requires time. That requires, you know, your entire life, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you're looking to do the will of God and you want A, B, C, D, E, F, G and all these things around you so that you may do the will of God. No, he's not asking for these other things. He's asking for you. He's asking mm-hmm. for, the, for all of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that sometimes may require to say, hey, I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up that. Things that are naturally a part of you. Sometimes God says, hey, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Right. But then God uses those things in in different ways. However, it's really finding the dependency on God through knowing the will of God in all of this. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting that everything he does is for our good. And so as you took that step of faith, as because I remember that season in your life, and as you did that, what would you say to people who, like, what do you do to strengthen your faith sort of along the way? So let's say there's people that are listening that have taken that step, and they're sort of in that season where the sort of that faith is weighing a little bit and maybe it's gotten more difficult. Maybe they've come across more obstacles. Maybe there's more involved. So when they did it, it was just them. Now they have a family. What do you say for those that are sort of like, uh, how do I continue to sort of walk in that and strengthen my faith along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, um, this is, I think, where a lot of us find ourselves or a lot of people find themselves because, you know, in their early 20s or mid 20s, they're so on fire for God, excited, passionate. They're going to every single meeting out there. They're doing every single thing out there. And then they get into their 30s. They get into their mid 30s. They're going into their 40s. You know, they have their family. They have a mortgage. They have a car payment. They have kids. They have all these things that have piled up before them because life hasn't stopped right? But their their call towards the things of God have kind of wavered over the, you know, the span of their lives. And they're at this point where saying, hey, what, what, what do you want me to do, right? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you want me to do? And, you know, my answer to, to that question is give yourself to whatever you feel God has led you to. Go back to the last time God has spoken to you and you felt so convicted that this is what God wants me to do and start there, yeah. right? Because yeah. faith without action is dead, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's where kind of where the, the name of the ministry kind of, kind of came out is that it's faith without action is dead. That means if you're not doing something with the things that God has inspired you to do because God has called you specifically to do those things right? And if you don't answer, somebody else will answer, but God desires to use you, right? Mm -hmm. God wants to use you, but it's your obedience to say, hey, I don't have it together. I don't know all the answers, but I will do what I can with what I have, Mm -hmm. right? You know, you know, um, in the road to Emmaus, when the two disciples, you know, all that happened with Jesus and, and they're walking and then Jesus meets up with them along this path and, and, you know, when, um, when he's about to leave or, you know, when they get to Emmaus, they, Jesus says, you know, Jesus kind of reveals them, reveals himself to them. And they, they realize, Hey, like my heart, it was burning with this passion when he was speaking. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we don't know that Jesus is walking with us along that path when he was walking with us, but is usually in retrospect, we look back and say, hey, that was God. That was God in our lives. That was God that allowed us to go through those things. You know, there may be detours, there may be stops, there may be things that come along our way. But if we realize, hey, that was God, Mm -hmm. go back to Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. go back to your faith, go back to, you know, that's what they did. They They went to Emmaus, but then they went back to Jerusalem because that's where the promises of God were. And so if you find yourself in this place where, you know what, you knew that was God, and this is the time for you, and you've, you've come to the realization, and God reveals himself to you, go back to the promise. Go back mm-hmm. to the start. Mm-hmm. I always remind people in those moments where they need to strengthen their faith, or they're just feeling, you know, maybe more fear than faith, is go back to God's faithfulness. Like, remember that moment he was faithful 
before. Right. Like in your story, you stepped out in that year, uh, 2015, but then you did it again, what, a year or two year ago, two. right? And so because you remembered how God carried you through that, you know, five years ago, you were able to do it again because God is faithful. So as we take those steps of faith, we see God's faithfulness. And then we go back to that, or we go back to the promise. What did God speak? You know, what is he saying to us? And even though it looks a little different than we thought, we know that he spoke and he's faithful, right? For those promises. And it's like building, it's like building a, spiritual muscles or faith mm-hmm. muscles right mm-hmm. see the first time i did it i was scared right i didn't know what you know what was going to happen or you know how things are going to unfold or you know there's too much at risk if you want to call it right mm-hmm. there's too much at risk to be able to say hey god god's got you right it's easy to say as preachers or ministers hey god's got you god's going to bring you through it god's going to do it for you but it's different when you're actually walking through it. But then when you build your spiritual muscles or when you build your faith muscles, knowing that you, who you are in Christ and God is able to do those things because of your faith walk, it's easier to do things and trust God because mm-hmm. you've seen him at work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the more you build your faith in God, the times that, that you know, the testing comes or the times that you got to launch out or do certain things, your faith will be at a higher level and it won't be like what it was before. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's important to note too, is that faith looks different for each of us, right? So for you, the last little while has been these, you know, leaving a certain position and stepping out and trusting God financially, but it looks different for everybody. And that's not necessarily everybody's story. However, we all take steps in our lives that have a level of what looks like risk, right? Of, of stepping out that to the average person or to our own human logic looks like this doesn't make sense. Right. And so whatever that is in each individual story, right, whether that is to launch a ministry or whether that is to write a book or whether that is to, you know, sow into a ministry, you know, and being able to give where sometimes there's lack. And and so being able to take that step in your own individual journey, it looks so different. Mm -hmm. So as we just sort of wrap up, what would you say uh, why it's important to lead with faith. So we talked a little bit about faith and your journey. Now, as a leader who is leading other people, mm-hmm. why is it so important uh, to exercise that faith muscle as a leader? Right. It's very important, uh, especially when you are, again, you're leading people, mm-hmm. right? Um, because people look to you to, to show the way. People look to you to say, hey, if God can do it through him, if God can do it through her, if God can do it for, you know, that individual, right, then Mm -hmm. God can definitely do it for me, right? And especially as you're leading other people in the ministry, um, you got to be able to develop their faith as well, right? Um, See, faith is contagious, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just as fear. Fear is also contagious, right? What you permeate or what, what comes out of you will be drawn by those that are around you, right? So when you, when you talk with faith, when someone, say you have nothing that will, you know, there's no chance that something will happen, 
or whatever it is, if it's finances or whatever it is, but you have the faith that God is able to bring those things through. Yeah. Right. Then the people that are following you say, Hey, yeah, you know what? If he says it, then it's going to happen. Right. And so what happens is it builds up their, their faith to know that God is able to do these things because God is doing it through somebody that I'm connected to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is such an important aspect of leadership is that you got to lead with faith. Got to lead with fully being obedient to God, right? Your relationship to God shall and should be reflective of those that are around you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just throwing this one in. So if I'm leading someone or leading a team ministry, but all of a sudden there's this fear rising up in me, what would, what, what do you do in order to say, okay, I I recognize this fear, but how do I continue to lead with faith, even though I'm dealing with this fear? So, I mean, leading authentically is important, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Authentic leaders will be seen, meaning that, when when you have fear and fear is evident fear will permeate everyone around you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but fear doesn't have to dictate how you feel right fear is a feeling right mm-hmm. it's it's something that you are afraid of right and so but faith is also a feeling but it can become it can become a substance mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it can be something that you can hold on to right? That you believe in so that others around you knows, hey, they know the reality of what's happening, right? But you got to separate your mind in terms of how you uh, allow your emotions to affect how you lead, right? Right. Emotional intelligence becomes very crucial when it comes to leading, right? And so even if you're afraid or you're fearful, right, you can subdue your feelings and, and and replace them with the word of God, mm-hmm. replace them with what God has said, replace them with the, the, the words that are in the Bible that hey, God has said this. And so really allowing uh, your mind to be washed by the word of God to, so that whatever is happening doesn't have to dictate how you feel because yeah. how you feel will permeate into your people that you're leading. And so you can still have fear, but it doesn't have to rule over your thoughts. It doesn't have to rule over your feelings. It doesn't have to rule over how you lead. It doesn't have to uh, impact the people around you. But being authentic is important. Saying, hey, this is where we're at, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. But this Mm -hmm. is what God has said. And so I'm believing for God to be able to answer those prayers because God has called us to do this. Mm, That's so good. This is where we're at, but this is what God has says. And so we're believing for this. That's That's so good. And so important. Just even if you're listening and you're leading or even in your own individual life and you're dealing with sort of a fear or, or taking a step of faith, say that, say, this is where I am, but this is what I'm believing God is doing. And so this is what we're believing for. Uh, that you know that's so incredibly important as we live lives of faith and as we lead so the important thing is is that it doesn't dictate what we do and how we lead but we're honest that it's there and then that's when we recognize it then we can go you know what this is where my faith needs to be built up this is where my faith needs to be strengthened so what would be one or two things that you would say to people who are 
hesitating taking the leap of faith, but they know that that's sort of their next step. What would you say just to encourage them in this moment? I would say, trust God, trust God, depend on him. Find yourself with having complete dependency on him, that he is the only one that could uh, suffice, that he's the only one that could come through and know that, see, really knowing your identity in him. Allow mm-hmm. yourself to be saturated by his presence. Allow yourself to say, hey, whatever happens at the end of the day, that God is always good, that God is always on my side and that God has called me to do this. And so I encourage you to take a step of faith, allow yourself to jump off that cliff saying, hey, God, whatever happens off this cliff, I know that you are there to catch me and I'm taking this leap of faith because I believe that you have called me to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't hesitate. Allow him to uh, increase your faith. Mm-hmm. So good. Thank you so much, Sadan, for sharing with us today. So encouraging. And if people wanted to uh, connect with you or know more about what you do, who you are, how can they do that? Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram um, at uh, the handles at Sajanth, uh, S-A-J-A-N-T-H. Or you can just look me up on uh, Facebook. Uh, Same thing, Sage. And we'll make sure on the post that you'll be linked to that there. So thank you again for being here today. And I know that people will be encouraged in their uh, journey of faith and taking those steps as leaders and as believers that we need to do. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes, where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com.